everybody. Welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crypt review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostess, and today's episode is Season 6, Episode 11, Surprise Party. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired December 28th, 1994. It was directed by Elliot Silverstein, who also directed in movies like The Car and three other Tales from the Crypt episodes. The screenplay was by Tom Lyons and Coleman Decay. It stars Adam Stork from movies like Mystic Pizza, Claire Hoke from movies like Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Jake Busey from movies like Starship Troopers, Rance Howard from movies like Nebraska, and Bette Ford, or maybe Betty Ford, from movies like Sudden Impact. I'm going to go ahead now and read the info on the back of the box for Season 6, Episode 11, Surprise Party. Like father, like son. A son murders his dad to collect a ruined property and a spooky, unexpected legacy. This episode is, it's kind of boring. So this one opens up, in, of course, the Crypt Keeper, and there's a, like an earthquake type thing or um, avalanche type thing. And the Crypt Keeper is skiing. And he's in, you know, like a little cute sweater and gloves. And he's got the little ski poles and the little goggles up on his head. There's a sign that says danger, unstable snow. And he's just talking about, uh, you know, all the puns and having a good time. (laughs) Greetings, thrill shriekers. Care to join me on the scare lift? Good. Your pal, the Crypt Keeper's quite the extreme skier. I just love the feeling of going fester and fester. Talk about hackzillerating. Which is kind of how the man in tonight's Tanner Tale feels. He's just started down a black diamond run of his own. In a nasty nugget I call... Surprise Party. So it's kind of neat. I like the way it's shot because it's like this guy is driving. It's Adam Stork's character. He plays Ray Wells and he's driving through this rain and he's lighting a cigarette. They kind of have the car like bouncing up and down. So it like makes me picture the soundstage for when they're driving during the storm and just someone sitting on a board of wood just bouncing them up and down while he's trying to do this scene. And they got like water just pelting the side of the car because it really doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Uh, And then he's driving and he shows up at this cabin in town and this woman shows him in, uh, Mrs. Peterson. And I liked her. Uh, That was Bette Ford. And he's just kind of making himself comfy. And she's like a little bit ragged. She's just just, like old. And then she like hears his last name or something and or Wells, I guess. And she's like, he wouldn't happen to be related to this other person who owns a farm outside in the area here. And he's like, yeah, I just inherited the place. So he inherited this old house farm thing and he's in town to go see it because his father has died. There was a fire like 20 years ago and everyone just stays away from this house, this old house that's kind of like dilapidated out on this property. And the guy's like, whatever, I just want to get this house and I think he's, you know, maybe sell it or fix it up or whatever he wants to do. So she's like, oh, she kind of hints like it's haunted. There's a curse or something going on. She's just like, God be with you. Okay, cool. Good luck to you. And he's like, whatever. He doesn't care. She says something about there's lights on there sometimes or people are there. So he thinks, I think he's like worried about squatters and stuff. 
And so instead of waiting to when it's not storming and raining super hard and dangerous probably and late at night, he doesn't wait till the next day, he goes now. You wouldn't happen to be related to the Wells that owns a farm outside of town, would you? Yeah, his son. Actually, I just inherited the place. That's why I'm here. I'm gonna see it tomorrow. So you're the son of Desmond? Yeah. Is there something wrong? Not for me. So you're going out there, huh? Well, if that's what you want to do, some folks out there are going to be surprised to see you. Yes, sir. The place yes, burned sir. down 20 years ago. How could there be anyone in it? Uh-huh. Well, I wouldn't care to find out. I just let things be. Just let them be. Ain't been anywhere near there for years, not since your father left after the fire. Well, then how do you know there's anyone there? Lights. Sometimes. Sounds. Could be imagination, but I ain't curious enough to find out. No, sir. No, Lights sir, on my not. property? What are you talking about, lady? God be with you. Good luck, whichever one you believe in. So he gets back in the car into the soundstage car, bouncing up and down, probably on a board of wood. And it's kind of neat. I thought this scene was kind of neat the way it was shot. So it's like he's driving and it's just the windshield wipers going over the front of the car with the rain. It's a long scene, but like as it's going through, it's showing all these like fading in images of like what's been happening. So it's kind of like an exposition type thing of what has happened already. It's like a nurse and it's like his dad's real sick. And she's talking to him. She's like, oh, your son is here. And the dad is laying there on his deathbed. And this is all still in the, in the windshield wiper. And he's kind of talking to it as he's driving. So he's probably not even paying that much attention in this rain. And so the dad's like, I'm on my deathbed and all this stuff. And the son's like, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like you and all this stuff. And so the dad's like, I drew up a will, but he's not giving him the house. He's donating it to charity. And part of me was like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure, like, I've seen this episode before. It's a haunted house in a way. I'm like, you are donating a haunted house to charity? Do you not think that might be a problem? I don't know. I don't know if the, the hauntedness would affect a charity, maybe. He's like, yeah, I'm donating it to charity. And the son's like, like, hell you are. And he looks over the will in front of his dad and he's just smoking and everything. And the dad's like, there's nothing there. It's just, you know, everything is destroyed there. The fire, the dad's like, my memories, there's a curse on there. Like if some stuff happened, please don't go out to the house. Just let me get rid of it. In a way, he's like, I'm doing this for you. You don't need the house. He, we won't tell him why, but he's just like, don't. The son raises like, you've been a terrible dad or whatever. It looks like, I think he, yeah, he chokes him. Does he choke him out or use a pillow? Yeah, I think he chokes him out or like unhooks something. And so he kills the dad and then he like wipes off his hands on like a cloth. And you're like, all right, like that's going to do anything. Yeah, that's what it is. So his dad has like a trach. Yeah, because it was kind of weird. Like the way he kills him with the trach, which I don't think it would even work necessarily. Like I've met a few people who have them. So he has the tracheotomy into his throat. So he's got the little hole there in his throat with a little like plastic tubey thing. And he just grabs onto the tube and he like plugs it like with his finger until the dad dies. But I'm like, couldn't the dad just breathe out of his nose? Like, I don't think he covers up his nose. Hang on, let me look. I'm going to find out. I know you got to like clean it out so it doesn't get blocked up and stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, you can still, yeah. Because there's a woman I used to know that had it and she would cover it up to talk because it like make your, it makes your voice stronger and you can breathe through your nose and your mouth. Yeah, so I mean, I don't understand how that killed him. I don't know. So somehow that kills him, kills his dad by plugging up the trach. And then in the flashback too, it shows him like burning the will. He's like, ha ha ha. 
suck on that dead. So he has the house. There's no will that says he doesn't, all that stuff. You're giving the property to charity. Charity? Ha! Ray, I'm doing it for your own good. What a guy. Wait. Wait, wait. This isn't even official. Notary's coming tomorrow. That's fine. I'll destroy it today. Go ahead, I'll just make another one. Listen to me, damn it. That's the way the will stays. The fire destroyed everything. There's nothing left there but my memories. Ray. Ray. It's cursed grouse. And so he gets to the house. So the house is his. It's looks like it's kind of let up on the rain. He's in like a red Jeep. And it's, you know, it's kind of dilapidated. They don't really show it too well from the outside. It's a really dark episode. So he gets into the house and there's a bunch of people there. Teenagers, you know, like junior, senior, probably teenagers. And there's like balloons and it's like all cobwebby, like real cobwebby and dusty in there. And there's like some couches and everything's kind of like burnt and broken. But there's still like a working staircase up to the top level. And there's some in Letterman jackets, including Jake Busey's character, Frank. So Ray walks in and he's like, Look, people, I don't know what you're doing here, but I want you out. Now! You hear me? Hey, sweet oh. cheeks. Hey, man, you get your hands off of me. Are you stoned or what? Mm, <laughs> maybe a little partied out. <laughs> well, that's good, good. Because I want you out of here in five minutes. Yeah. I'm shutting down the party right now. This is my house. You guys need to go. If you're not off this property in five minutes, I'm calling the cops. He's like, I own this. And as soon as he says more than he owns it, he's like, I am Ray Wells. They all kind of stop and look at him. They're like, yeah. And then they really kick up the party. They're like, yay, he's here. And, then, and Ray's like, great. You know what? Great. And um, he goes over to that chick who was hitting on him or whatever. She's like, it's just a party. It's just calm down. And then there's this other chick who shows up. She looks a little older, but um, she hands him like the cutest little half-size solo cup, like red solo cup that I was like, oh, those are cute. It's like a little bigger than a shot. It's like you took a solo, like a red solo cup and just cut it in half from the bottom and off and then gave it to him. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. And she's like, go easy on the drink. It's really rough. And so it's probably something like some sort of punch where you put just a bunch of different alcohols in there and some juice. And you're like, woo, it gets us drunk quick. So I think it's something like that. Yeah, she's like fruit juice and some sherbet and like grain alcohol, I think. So yeah, you're just gonna get messed up. So she's like really hitting on him. She says the punch is called Midnight Special. She's like, if you drink it till midnight, things get pretty damn special. <laughs> and it's like, what? Because you're vomiting in the bushes? She's hitting on him. He's kind of like relaxing a little bit. Like maybe this ain't so bad. But it's like these kids, I think, are in high school, if not early college. Her name is Josie, the chick who's even more hitting on him. And she's like dancing all over him. He's like, why are these people in my house? And she's like, they're waiting for you. We were hoping you'd come by. And she's like grinding up on him. And he's like, okay, this is a really weird night. And then Jake Busey's there and he has, his hair is pretty terrible. Uh, it's just like a long, straight, blonde cut parted in the middle that's down past his ears it just it's not great looking and i think he's supposed to be like he's like josie's boyfriend it is josie isn't it that's my name i can see that uh tell me something Ed. what are all these people doing in my house <laughs> we're waiting for you angel we were so hoping you'd come by and check out your property now that you're here Think of this as your housewarming. <laughs> well, that's very nice of y'all. You mind if I unbutton your shirt? Nope. Be my guest. 
upstairs or some side room and again it's really dark and it's just like this kind of like because it was a burnt out building so there's this open side of the house the hole's been in the side of the house some more balloons there's like this old bed laying there like mattress the way it's shot it's like they stuck something on the background here i think in the hole here to make it look like it's outside but it's not quite outside there's like no cloud movement in the sky in this background and she takes them upstairs oh yeah she's lighting up like an oil lamp Ray's like, oh, is Frank always so jealous of you? And she's like, well, you know, will you put this oil away for me? So he goes to put the oil away. And as soon as he turns around, she's right there and she just kisses him, right? This place is covered in cobwebs and dust and God knows what. And it's like, you don't even know how old this chick is. And then she's like, I can't tell you how much I've been waiting for this. She's like, I always knew that someday you would inherit this. And I was praying that you weren't gonna be some pathetic little creature. And I've waited for this. And I know it sounds weird. And he's just like, what? <laughs> Okay, so that was just some side room, actually. So, okay, never mind. This is, that's not the room with the hole in it. So now they go upstairs. She takes the lamp. They run upstairs and they're like making out as they have the lamp in between them. And this is like, there's still, I mean, maybe they were like in the kitchen before or something. But this is where it's like, yeah, this is where it's like the mattress. It was hard to tell. Again, it's a dark episode. This is where they have the mattress and they're taking off their shoes and they're making out. And there's these holes in the walls that are supposed to be like, like you can see the outside, but there's no cloud movement. And it's like a mattress up on some cinder blocks, right? And it's, again, you don't know this girl, but okay. And so she like rolls over to turn off the lamp. And Jane Busey's character is downstairs dancing with some other girl, like looking upstairs, like, mm, I know something's going on. And she takes her shirt off. He takes her, they're back upstairs. He takes her, they're taking their shirts off. Again, things are getting a little sexy for season six. And Jake Busey's character, Frank, can't take it. So he comes up there and he's like, get off my girl. This is insane. You don't have any right, you know, whatever. And they're all fighting. So now it's a fight between Frank and Ray. And she's on the bed like, oh my God, stop it. And she threw her shirt back on. And so he quickly like just escalates the situation. I mean, he's already killed his father. So I guess he doesn't care. But he picks up some old pillow. Like he's done this before. Picks up an old pillow, holds it in front of his gun and shoots. And it goes through the pillow and hits Frank. And she, and then, um... Josie screams and then Ray's like, it's okay. It's okay. You're okay. I'm like, this has all moved really quickly. And she's freaking out and Frank is dead and they're fighting now. Now he's on top of Josie. Ray is like fighting her. And it's just like, he's about ready to choke her out with a pillow because she's hysterical. I'm like, dang, dude, you don't even know these people. You were about ready to, to do it with her or whatever. And now you got this pillow over this poor girl's head because she won't calm down in two seconds because she just saw you shoot her boyfriend or whatever. And so he's suffocating her and then he kills her too. So now they're both dead and he's like shirtless up there like, woo, that, that was a lot. <laughs> he's like, that's crazy. So then he heads back over to the cloudless window and puts his shirt back on. So he's like, I got to get out of here. Luckily, the music's still on downstairs. Like people are partying, whoop, whoop. I'm just going to go. He's also like, let me step this up. One more way of, of being an asshole here and being crazy. I'm going to set this house on fire again and just not tell these kids and possibly burn them. I don't know. I mean, we don't even know technically if they're both Josie and Frank are dead. They just stop moving. 
So he takes that gasoline tank or that kerosene or whatever they had and he starts pulling it down the stairs. He's pouring it down the stairs as he's running to get out. And it's a lot in that little, oh no, he grabbed the actual lamp. But there's a lot in that lamp. It's a big lamp. It didn't even look that big. So he goes to light, set it on fire. Um, he's going to light it. Josie's there behind him. He turns around and stands up and she's there. And then that's when you see, when you see Frank, he's a bit burnt. Yeah, everyone in this party is burnt. They got burn marks and scars and their clothes are burnt. So apparently, I don't know, this part's kind of weird. So his dad used to have these wild parties at the house that he never told him about, which I don't know, because this kid, this guy would have been maybe six or seven, I guess, if the dad was throwing parties 20 years ago. So I don't know if he just lived with his mom or didn't know, but he, apparently he was throwing these parties. So the dad, back in 1973, got really drunk at the party, which I don't know why he had a party in 1973 with a bunch of teenagers, because at the time the dad would have been like in his 40s or something. But he has these teenagers over, unless they're college kids. Still, it's just kind of weird. So he gets drunk and he thinks he can move in on Josie. And then, you know, Frank was there and he got mad. And then there was like a whole fight in, I guess, a similar situation to what Ray just did. I'm assuming it's, it plays back the same way. So I'm assuming his dad killed Frank and Josie and then burnt the house down with everyone in the house and didn't tell anyone. So 15 people were burned in this party. He just burnt everyone alive and didn't tell them and then ran away. And then they just never came back to the house. And that's why he was trying to give it away for 20 years, but they've been waiting for him. So it's like, then all these burnt people show up. And so like, that's what happened with this house. They were all just burnt at a party that got out of hand. Basically the same thing that's happening right now. I don't think so, Ray. You know, Ray, it's one thing to be a jerk off. But you could at least be original about it. What? Look, Frank, he's even got the same lighter his father used. Oh, what, Ray? Daddy never told you about his wild parties? He never told you about the one he threw in 73? That was a real barn burner. And so they're like, oh, we've been just waiting for you or just probably anyone to come back. I don't know why they're so, I mean, I guess because it's like father like son, like it says in the description on the box, but what if he would have come back and he would have been like super nice? Would they've still been, I don't know, I guess it was just a destiny. So yeah, they're so very excited for you. And again, it's a dark episode, but it's getting ready to get lighter. And they're all circling around him and like kind of growling. And then they hold him down and they, it's kind of freaky. They hold him down on his back. He's screaming it and they pour kerosene onto him and they make sure to show it like, the tub of kerosene or whatever is up near the camera from because it's shot from up top looking down onto him and there's like kerosene and then they <laughs> move it out of the way and then they take this stick that has like some fire on it and they set him on fire and then that's when the the episode lights up for like the last three minutes and it just kind of fades out and then now it's like raining or something well it's like same spot where he was at but there's like some leaves and it's daytime now you can see there's no more like decorations. It was all burnt up in the fire. It's just they, you know, it was haunted. So it was reenacting what it was. And I guess it's like rain or something dripping down this wood. And then you see the dried out burnt corpse of Ray. And he's laying there with the, the sunlight hitting him. And he's all like curled up and burnt with like a weird look on his face, like screamy look on his face. Kind of creepy. That's the end of the episode. You know, it's kind of a fun little spin, but I found the episode, I mean, it's kind of boring. It's just like basic. You get in there and it's like, like his dad's bad, now he's bad. And they've just been waiting to find out to get the revenge. 
It's just a, another little lovely revenge story. So that's in the, the episode. It goes back to the Crypt Keeper. He's actually here in this segment here at the end. He's actually with live people, which I thought was kind of interesting because it's rarely, I mean, if they're live people, they're usually tied up or he's doing something to them. But this time he's at a ski lodge and it's actually like happy people doing their own thing at the ski lodge. And he's sitting there at another table by the fire with like a steaming cup of something. Some woman like walks past him and is all like, hey, Crypt Keeper or whatever like that. <laughs> kind of taps on the shoulder like, bye, Crypt Keeper. And everyone's like in their winter gear and he's just having all kinds of fun with the skiing puns. <laughs> Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. And the best Crypt Keeper pun is... Poor Ray. Well, at least he went out in a blaze of gory. Still, talk about a pain in the ash. <laughs> Hi, Crypt they do a part two where like his foot got hurt and it's like pulsating. Like he's showing that his, he hurt his foot. So he's having fun. That's the end of the episode. There is no IMDb trivia for season six, episode 11, surprise party. The next episode is season six, episode 12, Doctor of Horror. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode. If you'd like to email me with any questions or comments, you can email me at goodeveningpod at gmail.com. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, or Podcast Republic, and I will read it on the episodes coming up. You can follow me on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on there a, a little bit more on Twitter. So if you want to get on, on like different polls and things like that, or Gus, the podcat has an Instagram that you can check out at a sweet cat named Gus. If you wanted to see what he's up to, it's nothing crazy, but he just being a cat. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much and have a good one. Bye. I thought my heart was beating.